Sometimes when you're so used to suppressing your voice due to traumatic experiences, hearing other people's voices and opinions of you, you can find yourself using language to describe how you feel or to describe yourself, which really doesn't reflect who you are. You've gotten so used to catering your voice for others and their comfortability. Readjusting your words, assuming this is how society and those closest to you will best receive you. It's hard sometimes navigating how to be true to that voice that has been concealed for some time until you realize you are contributing to the misrepresentation of who you truly are. Hello, my Discovering listeners. Last episode, I mentioned that I would love to come up with a name for the She Discovered tribe. If you as a day one or a consistent listener has any suggestions on what I should call ya, how I should address ya, feel free to slide into the She Discovered Podcast DM on Instagram or email me at shediscoveredpodcast at gmail.com. I would really love to hear or to see the names that you guys come up with. This episode will be a solo one. No guests, just me and my reflections. Damn near feels like a journal entry to tell y'all the truth. The last time I had a solo episode was back in season one, episode eight, where I was reflecting on the crazy year of 2020. So check that out if you haven't already. I want to share with you my recent courage or navigation with reclaiming my voice, which looks like speaking up for myself, um, sharing my thoughts with friends and family when it's uncomfortable, trusting information I have to share about myself, a situation, or a topic, and most importantly, standing confident in who I am in every growth season of my life. Even creating this episode was a tug-of-war process. So sit back and tune in. I'll be right back. This around the way girl wants to chat with you. She's discovering new information in this world that surrounds her, tapping into her inner power, her sexuality, and taking ownership of her insecurities. She discovered she had to unlearn some things. Come and enjoy her moments of reflection, re-education, redefinition, and evolution. Kick back, sip some wine, take a drive, whatever your vibe. Join me, your host, Shea Sana, with She Discovered Podcast. So stay tuned. You might learn some things. All right, so check it out. For those of you who are unaware that She Discovered Podcast is also on YouTube, I am here to inform you. For those of you who forgot, I am here to remind you. Separate conversations and interviews are available for viewing on my channel, She Discovered Podcast. Topics such as dating, spirituality, sexuality, entrepreneurship, and even recently discussing veganism and bodybuilding. I traveled to Miami, Florida to interview vegan bodybuilder and coach Tori Washington, accompanied by my cousin and fellow fitness guru, Kirby Desir of Fit Nation. Check out the channel if you haven't already, and most importantly, like comment, and share the episodes. All right, so let's get into this topic. It's story time, and I want to share with you how a conversation with a friend really brought home the importance of staying true to my voice. A friend and I were having a conversation about a sexual experience I had. I was sharing with her how I couldn't go through it having sex with this guy. I was semi-dating. The attraction was there. The want was there. But there were a few variables at play that just wouldn't allow me to go through with it. As I was telling her this, she kind of scoffed at my then decision. And immediately at that sound, 
I was ready to come to my defense. For those of you who are not familiar with me, pre-spiritual conversion, you may think my decisions surrounding sex are solely based on what the Bible says. Uh, God will not be pleased. My body's a temple. No fornication type of approach. When prior to those convictions, I always felt a sacred, intimate, secure desire and connection to sex. I always was the friend slash cousin telling you to not sleep with that guy because he's not worth your time. I've always been a bit more reserved. Now, don't get me wrong. I've wilded out sometimes in certain areas, but back to the story. <laughs> so while coming to my defense, I tell her it doesn't matter with or without religion. The way I move through sexual experiences has always been there. She then cuts in and says, girl, it wasn't that serious. You should have just gone through with it. I then say, no, because my vajayjay, yes, I just said vajayjay. <laughs> Mama JJ is precious to me. She then says it's precious to her as well with a slight smile on her face. Now for a brief moment, there's this unspoken knowing that although she views sex differently than I do and approaches sex differently than I do, she wanted it to be known that she too considered her JJ precious and moved accordingly. Not wanting her to feel like my statement was an attack on her, I quickly said, well, you know, I'm just more conservative. And in turn, she says, yeah, you are. In that moment, I wanted to respond with, no, a matter of fact, it's not about me being conservative. That's not even the word I would use to describe myself. It is more about my values and my principles and how I choose to move through my sexuality and expression. Because there are plenty of things I would just love to do and be a part of the popular narrative and ways of things, such as how I express and choose to engage in my sexuality. But my spirit never gravitated towards the popular. My relationship with God on whatever level at different phases of my life always craved more, craved deep, even in the midst of my challenges. But you see, I didn't have the language at that moment to express that to her. And even if I did, I was more concerned with making sure my friend wasn't offended to ease any possibility that my phrase of preciousness might be an attack on her. I then turned it on me. Like, you know what? I'm just conservative. Now, technically, y'all, by definition, you can say the word reserved does fall in the category of being conservative. But my issue with using the term for myself is its overall compass Damn near feels like rigid or prudish in certain environments. I didn't want that definition placed on me, but hence I used it for peace sake. Ironically, later on, I came across two female celebrities who I was watching in an interview who in totality, you would never consider them conservative. But when hearing them share stories of having casual sex and realizing it wasn't for them or that the experience was always desired to be a deeper exchange, at that moment, I felt seen within myself. Because, you know, sometimes you kind of judge yourself like, am I the problem? Am I really, like, too reserved? Um, should I really be using this term for myself? Now, you know what? There may be a level of conservatism to how I approach sex. After much reflection, I had to get past the word and more into what that moment with my friend revealed to me. With experiences and interactions and relationships and loved ones, I realized I had gotten so used to suppressing my voice for the comfort of others and the peace of it all, while fighting a battle in my own mind and my heart. Because what happens is, not speaking 
really creates a war within yourself. Not only am I doing my body and my spirit a disservice, it's like I'm creating animosity and resentment in my heart for individuals that didn't hear my true feelings and thoughts, that didn't have a chance to respond to those feelings. I instead had conversations and made up scenarios with them in my head. As an advocate for communication, I realized this was and is an area of communication I lacked and needed growth in. Thank you for tuning into the episode thus far. I want to remind you that She Discovered also has episodes on our YouTube channel, She Discovered Podcast Extension. As you enjoy audio episodes, tune in for further discussions on topics like spirituality, dating, sexuality, and entrepreneurship. And don't forget to click that subscribe button and notification bell to be updated on new released episodes. Finally, if you'd like to donate to the production of this podcast, please check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for being a part of my discoveries and enjoy the rest of the show. I wondered about being diplomatic, you know, like polite, not wanting to offend or even go off the handle in fear of looking or sounding crazy. In looking up the characteristics of being a diplomatic person, it said using tact and diplomacy appropriately can lead to improved relationships with other people and are a way to build and develop mutual respect which in turn can lead to more successful outcomes and less difficult or stressful communications. I can see that being beneficial in some of my interactions with people and how I come off as neutral or objective. But let me just let y'all know, I've grown to that, (laughs) okay? Because your girl in the past could be very stubborn, no tack with words, and judgmental. But with conviction of and with spirit, with rebuke from family and friends, I learned and told myself to suppress my voice and be nice and be acceptable. Being diplomatic sounds good and can be of good use in certain situations and interactions, but I'm not so sure if that's the best approach in life. There's a difference between telling the truth and your approach with that truth. I've known some individuals to take pride in their bold truth sayings while failing to see how they could come off rude, insensitive, and unaware of timing and environment. As I always say, you know, balance is important. Not in the technical definition of even exchange, but one of a holistic assessment and action, incorporating who, what, why, when, where, and how. Taking all available context into account. Not being so polite as to stifle truth, but also not so brash. Now, I know this could be subjective, but I'm speaking more so foundationally. So with all that to say... I'm learning to be more aware of my moments of being diplomatic to a fault at the expense of my true emotions. With the awareness, I'm telling myself to practice acting on those moments. So with a conversation I had with a friend, a different friend, she helped me to to break down practicing using the four C's when utilizing my voice. Confidence, comfortability, conviction, and courage. So here's a breakdown of the four C's. Let's start with confidence. Confidence brings about self-assurance. Using your voice enables you to express your thoughts and ideas, which can then in turn boost your self-confidence as you see the impact of your words on others. It can also help improve communication. As you become more confident in your ability to communicate, you're more likely to engage in meaningful conversations and build better relationships. Second C is courage. 
Speaking up requires courage. We know that, especially when addressing difficult or uncomfortable topics. Developing this courage can lead to personal growth and resilience within yourself. Most importantly, advocacy. Your voice can be a powerful tool for advocating for yourself and others. Just like the example I gave earlier, there was a moment where I wished I was able to advocate for myself. And in turn, when you do these things, they become very effective in positive changes within yourself and your community. Third is conviction. There's an authenticity in your conviction. Speaking with conviction means expressing your beliefs and values genuinely. It can also help you connect with like-minded individuals and even attract opportunities that align with those principles and values. And the last C is comfortability. The more comfortable you become with using your voice, the less stress and anxiety you may experience in communication situations. It also helps enhance relationship. Open and comfortable communication fosters better understanding in relationships, both personally and professionally. And last, it also helps with personal growth. Continuously using your voice can lead to personal growth, improve your self-awareness, and have a deeper understanding of your own thoughts and feelings and how to express those things, and just to be comfortable in your own truth and your own skin. Sometimes when dealing with comfortability, the things we do is disregard our comfort for the comfort of someone else. So I'll give another example. I was talking to a friend about situationships. So she took a subtle offense to it. She was like, so you mean I don't think things through? I realized my sharing was never a direct reflection of her or her decisions, but something was convicted in her as she later shared with me. It made her project her discomfort and frustration on me, or the topic I should say. As custom, I was very close to rearranging my words to ensure her it wasn't an attack on her, to take back some parts that I said so she may be in comfort and not dislike me. But here's the thing, why couldn't I be in the stance of, girl, I said what I said? <laughs> With confidence. Going back to one of the four C's, which is confidence. It had nothing to do with her. But you see, one of the concerns was not being disliked. And there goes courage. That too goes with pulling back who you are in fear of not being accepted, being wanted, or being needed. It's like a level of codependency, insecurities. That is the root that needs dealing with. You need to begin to ask yourself, where do those things stem from? The fear of rejection and judgment, seeking external validation, having difficulty setting boundaries, avoiding conflict. In turn, you have difficulty expressing your emotions. You have an over-reliance on other people. You sometimes have the imposter syndrome. But like I said, these are all things that I myself am navigating through. Everything that I just mentioned may not in totality reflect my journey in finding my voice and utilizing my voice, but these elements are very much important when it comes to, as the title of this episode is, voiceful living. Taking time to be self-aware, recognizing and understanding your insecurities and those codependent tendencies, building your self-esteem, working on improving your self-worth. And sometimes it may take seeking professional help to address these underlying emotions that you have. Therapy or even counsel, learning how to set boundaries, learning to establish and maintain how you need to protect your needs and well-being, continuing to build confidence, taking steps towards that, practicing assertiveness. 
learning the skills to express yourself honestly and respectfully. I want to recommend a book to y'all. During the summer, I was grateful to be a part of a book club and we read The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. Some of the topics that were discussed in the book was learning how to transform self-sabotage, identifying your principles and values, and learning to validate your feelings. It was really, really exceptional and it really touched on elements of imposter syndrome, insecurities, trying to understand how to validate your feelings and speak up for yourself. Definitely check that out. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes when you're so used to suppressing your voice due to traumatic experiences, hearing other people's voices and opinions of you, you can find yourself using language to describe how you feel or to describe yourself, which really doesn't reflect who you are. You've gotten so used to catering your voice for others and their comfortability. Readjusting your words, assuming this is how society and those closest to you will best receive you. It's hard sometimes navigating how to be true to that voice that has been concealed for some time. Until you realize you are contributing to the misrepresentation of who you truly are. So this is me just sharing my reflections as I grow in my womanhood, but most importantly, just as a human. This is a short episode, but as always... I hope you've had your own discoveries, inspiring key points, and points of discussion that you can even take to your family and friends. So until next time, tune in into She Discovered Podcast. Thank you for listening into this week's episode. I hope you've gained some knowledge, insight, and clarity in this moment, creating your own inner discoveries. And most importantly, head over to at She Discovered Podcast on Instagram to interact with me and receive more tips and info relating to all topics discussed. As always, you are appreciated.